0: Of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios, it's the Ramsey Show where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, host of the Ken Coleman Show, number one best-selling author on the subjects of work, job, and career. We're here to answer your questions about life and money. Open phones at triple 888- eight. 825-5225. Ken will be my co-host for the day. Irene is in McAllen, Texas, starting this hour. Hi, Irene. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing really good. How are you doing?
0: Better than we deserve. What's up?
1: So my main question is, um, should I sell my rental property? We became, as you all call it, uh, landlords by default. Um, and I'm not sure if we should sell it, um, where we are right now. We're in baby step two, um, with about $5,000 to go on our credit cards. Um, and we do also have a card loan, um, that we're paying off with our LLC. So I don't know. I'm sure that's also part of, um, baby step two.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Your LLC is not liable. You are no matter how you're paying it. You signed the note personally. Right. It's personal debt, so it is baby step two. So what do you owe on the rental?
1: Okay. Um, it's paid off.
0: Okay. What's it worth?
1: It would go for about 160 to 170 right now.
0: Cool. And uh, your personal residence, is it paid off?
1: It's not paid off. We bought it two years ago. We still owe about 183
0: Okay. And what's your household income?
1: Uh, 75000
0: Okay. I would rather have a paid-off house than a paid-off rental. My personal home.
1: Yeah. Yep, I agree. So, so my, um, I guess, issue, or not issue, but doubt is um, we've never really been gazelle intense, and I am feeling kind of like using this rental property uh, would kind of be like an easy way out. Um, uh, we did just start following the baby steps in January and we've been able to pay off 13,000 in debt, um, since then. So we are, you know, going through the baby steps, but I just am feeling a little bit weird about kind of, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm cheating by using that rental property.
0: Well, you're not cheating if you've changed your habits permanently. If you're not, if you cheat, if you pay off all this stuff and then you maintain the, go back to the same stupid habits you used to do, then yeah, that was cheating and it didn't have the positive effect, right? Uh, But there's nothing that, there's no data that says getting out of debt easy is a bad way to get out of debt.
2: Okay. I just wonder if that's a really logical excuse for holding on to the rental.
1: Not really. I'm, I'm really not in love with this rental. Um, it's in a great location, but it's a little older, and it's kind of become, uh, you know, not so passive. We're constantly having to fix things and go out there. So, you know, I'm not attached to it.
2: Then I would sell it and yeah. get over the guilt of
0: yeah. fast forward. But, but here's the thing. You know, the, the two of you have to look at each other and say, if we're going to do this, then we've got to do the whole thing not just to sell the rental and get out of debt thing. We've got to live on a budget. We have to live on less than we make. We save up and pay for things from this point forward. We keep an emergency fund. We're going to pay off, finish paying off the, our house as soon as possible because this doesn't quite, by the time you clear the car and the credit card, you don't have enough to clear the house. And and so you're going to have to right. lean in and get the house paid off as soon as possible. It's not going to be paid for. So you're not done. You've got to play all the way through. And if you're, But you can't commit to just doing parts of what we do are telling you to do are parts of what we teach around here that could actually be harmful to you not really but it it just it's ineffective and then you say stuff like well that Dave Ramsey stuff that didn't work and that's not true you just didn't do it right so it does work if you do it so you got to do the whole thing though you can't pick and choose it's not a la carte we're not at a buffet line you do the whole puppy this is a chef's tasting menu you get every course all the way through that that if you do that, Amanda, you're. I mean, uh, Irene, you're going to be just fine. Amanda is who we're talking to next. She's in Lexington. Hi, Amanda. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Sure. What's up?
3: So, um, I recently got remarried, and uh, me and my new husband, we are doing the Financial Peace University, and we're on Baby Step Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a previous marriage before, and um, I have a 12 year old son from my previous marriage, and his father. Well, he never paid child support, but he actually passed away about a year and a half ago.
4: Oh, wow. And he
3: draws some um, Social Security money yeah. from him, from his deceased father. Right. Um, so, before I got married, I was a single mom, and I had saved like 6000 of it, which I ended up spending 4000 of it for braces this week for mm-hmm. my son. So, mm-hmm. he's got 2000 left in his savings account, and then he gets 900 a month. So, my question is, Should I invest that for my son? Put it towards a debt snowball, or I'm just not sure what would be the smartest way because I haven't really been smart with my money. But me and my new husband, like, we're on track to we're on your plan, but we want to make sure we're doing everything we're supposed to do.
4: Good.
0: Okay. Well, let's be uh, clear. I've raised three kids, and you're obviously doing raising kids. Um, You can't raise a kid for 900 bucks a month. It costs more. It costs more than that. Mm-hmm. And the and scope, in, the, husband, in the whole scope of their life it costs more than that and this yeah. money morally not legally but morally should be used for the care of the child if you're taking right. care of the child you're spending more than that so right. if you blend all the money in with your whole budget as long as you take care of the kid and all of his needs and expenses then you've done nothing wrong i would i would blend it into your budget
3: Okay, should I go ahead because we haven't started him a college fund yet, so should I go ahead and get that started though like right now with you know go ahead and do that or wait till we get to that baby step?
0: How'd wait till I get to that baby step and I would blend this money okay. into your budget. Okay. Again, this money okay. it does there is no moral or legal reason to separate this money off and set it aside for him okay. while you owe on the uh, you know you set 900 aside over here and you spend 1,400 over here. Right. And that, you know, that that didn't accomplish anything. And so you're going to take care of your child. If you're going to take care of your child and you're not, you know, using his money to snort cocaine or something, then, you know, as long as you take care of your child, that's the point. And it's going to cost you more than you get in child support or in, uh, social security payments. And so we always blend child support and we always blend social security payments into the budget. It's part of the household income and then the household is under the responsibility morally ethically spiritually to take care of the child and that includes someday they go to college and that's going to be a great expense to you much greater expense than the money the government gave you including raising him including putting braces and so on so uh, i just make it all in one pile and i'm assuming when we do that that you're a great mom and you're going to take care of your baby and as long as you're doing that then that's a great piece of advice and that, that's what I would do. Good question. Thank you for joining us. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job, and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Zander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly is the place to find reliable help for your home from trusted Locally owned businesses like Glassdoor, Precision Garage Door Service, and Mr. Handyman. Visit Neighborly.com, great company, today to find some home experts
2: available to serve you. Today's question comes from Brad in Idaho. Why are teachers consistently in the group of people that become millionaires? I'm going to add to this question. He's referring to the Ramsey Solutions study, the largest group of millionaires ever done, over 10,000, and they were in the top five school teachers of net worth millionaires. That's what he's referring to. He goes on to say, is it because they marry well and have a spouse with a better income, or is there another reason? Are there other career fields I should look into that consistently make it into the millionaire club? Uh, You know, I I can't wait for Dave's take on this. I'll tell you one thing that I believe is absolutely reason that teachers are in that group is because they are missional. They care deeply about their role. Uh, We also found in that same study that 96% 96 of net worth millionaires love their work. And in the teacher case, they're very dedicated to be instructors. They care deeply about serving kids and they've chosen work that is meaningful to them. And thus they've decided that what they make is enough. And they've made the choices to live on less than they make, and choose a lifestyle that actually supports their work, not the other way around. And I think it's about deep meaning and purpose, and thus they've been disciplined and um, they're very methodical. And uh, I think that's a part that plays too. Dave, what would you add to that, or do you does that square with you? I think that's you know true of when, any occupation. when we
0: got the data in, it was interesting to us. Um, you know the the top five career fields of the millionaires in the largest study of millionaires ever done in north america number one was engineer number two was accountant number three was teacher number four was business professional which can mean almost anything um and number five was um lawyer Uh, medical doctor didn't even make the top five number six and they are stereotypically worse with money than music artists i mean it's ridiculous and so um Not all, in other words, not all of them. But I'm saying the stereotype is is there for a reason. So, what we figured out is is that okay, why is it? Why do these five land there? And and even when we look at further down the list, why do some of these? What 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 is? What do they have in common? And what it does disprove is that your income causes you to become a millionaire, because one third of the millionaires that we studied, thirty three percent of them, never made over $100,000. So it's not your income. In other words, you can't earn your way out of stupidity. So what did those – what does an engineer, an accountant, a lawyer, a business professional teacher have in common? And I think you hit it on the head when you said method. They are, they are systems people. They work with a set of principles, and they don't – um they're, they don't. They don't have free reign to make up their own rules. They're, they're, when you're a lawyer and you go before the judge, you have to follow exact procedures, even exact ways of addressing the court. If it pleases the court, Your Honor, you don't talk to humans out in the out the gas station that way. It's a set of procedures that you use. There's a proper set of motions that, and you don't have a choice. You don't get to, you know. Well, I'm creative. You're, you know old man in the robe, you don't get to say that, okay? You get to say, if it pleases the court, your honor. I mean, you don't have a choice in this. You don't have a choice when you're an engineer designing a bridge. There's basically one way, otherwise it falls. Yep. And, you know, and and accountants don't say, uh, well, this is creative. They call that embezzlement. You know what I mean? It's like, right. Right. And so accounting is a set of generally accepted accounting principles. Gap, the the process of doing accounting. There's one process. And you submit yourself to proven principles and methods to be successful in any of those yeah. careers, and money works exactly the same way. Right. You have to submit yourself to a set of proven principles. You live on less than you make. You're generous. You invest. You have a written plan. You're in agreement with your spouse. These are set principles that you don't get to be creative. Well, in my, I don't think it works. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree. Who gives a crap if you agree? This is the way the bridge is built. Yeah. This is the way that you do a lesson plan if you're a teacher. Right. This is the proper methodology for instructing. It is so structured, yep. and so they're used to functioning in in a structured environment and submitting themselves to proven structured processes which money and wealth building are and that's what the correlation was it took us a little while to figure it out
2: and let's also understand that they have to be intentional to win with their income because they can't they can't rely on big increases in income no but again one one third
0: of the millionaires never made over a hundred thousand we keep that in mind and here's the, but brad let me address one other thing are there other career fields i should look into that consistently make it to the millionaire club no that's right do not pick your field because you (laughs) think it's going to make you rich yeah Never do that. But are there processes that you can submit yourself to? Yes. That will get you into the millionaire club? Absolutely. There are. But you don't pick your career field because what you'll be is a miserable human being with a big income. Yeah. Yep. If you pick the, you know, I'm doing this just for the money. Money wears off, man. You eat enough lobster, it tastes like soap. So there, true. There, there's just not, there's only so much money, so much money will do. And so you, you know, you don't pick your. No you know it's like you don't pick your wife based on the net worth of her father you know that's a bad way of doing it you know it's you're going to get yourself in a mess you know Ooh, I mean? you know that won't turn out well no it's going to go poorly
2: so yeah you 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 know you pick your career field based on purpose and meaning and can you actually do it you know and so what you've got is again with teachers or any accountant they enjoy process accountants enjoy process and they're talented at it teachers enjoy instruction they're good at it that's the mix and then you choose to make your money work. That's what I love. By the way, in case, so we got a lot of new people joining all the time. We love this. We're here, we're growing like crazy all over the place podcasts, YouTube, everywhere. Here's the thing the median salary right now for teachers in the United States, is about $61,000. You need to understand, net worth millionaires, at that level, it can be done. And there's this generation that's watching too many TikTok videos and Instagram videos, Dave, where it says you've got to make millions of dollars a year uh, to be wealthy, and it's just simply not true. You can't out-earn
0: your stupidity. That's a fact. I've tried it. Didn't work. You just got to not be stupid. And so you can't make enough money to be stupid. It won't work. You'll lose it. I know, I did it. I did it. I did it with zeros on the end. I know what it looks like. Yeah. I know exactly how it feels. I know whatever, every bit of that experience. No, thank you. I don't want to do it again. So, um, you know, this is what you need to dial in on. Do something that you love and find a way to do it in an unusual way. Yes. Okay? Yes. It doesn't necess- If you're a teacher, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a classroom teacher. There's a lot of ways to be a teacher and uh, a lot of things you can do. I have a, I have a gift of teaching
2: yeah absolutely. You know, you
0: and so uh, I'm a teacher if yeah, you, you teach if you
2: financial principles in a lot of ways yeah
0: and a you've whole done it on sixty minutes,
2: minutes and you've done it in six hundred thousand uh, six hundred stations for years and then you've done it in front of hundreds of thousands of people and that's gets a very good point. you know if I love instructing, I'm not limited to a public school classroom, but that is also a wonderful place to do it yeah yeah,
0: but it's not the only definition
2: of a teacher. that's correct
0: so um now again the, for, for purposes of that study, these were probably classroom teachers.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what we talk a lot about, sure.
0: Yeah, but the, uh, I mean, I don't think someone identifies in a survey of millionaires no. that they are a teacher if they're on the radio. That's not, probably not what they're, yeah, that's that's right. That not what they're doing, right? So yeah. um, but that, that's not the plan. So that's a really good question. Don't pick your career based on how much money you can make only. It should be a consideration. Mm-hmm. But um, but but don't pick it based on that only and go, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money and that'll make me happy while I'm doing stuff every day that I hate doing. No, that won't work. But also don't pick a career that says, oh, this is going to make me happy and it's okay if I'm broke. That's not necessarily either.
2: No, you should make more
0: money if you're doing something you love because you're good at it, because you care about it, because you're creative, because you've got energy. You should make more money, not less. Yeah. So, that's the way to get at it. Good question. Thank you for joining us. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Paulo and Elizabeth are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. We Good. didn't know we'd be following uh, Nate Bergazi, so... Uh a little
5: intimidated now
0: <laughs> you never know around here brother hey good to have you thanks for coming by so where do you guys live toronto canada oh it's a bit of a trip to nashville well good to have you and how much debt have you paid off six hundred and twenty four thousand yes. dollars i love it and how long did this take 38 months whoa and your range of income during this time it ranged between two hundred ninety thousand to three
5: hundred and ten Okay. Wow. What do you guys do for a living? I'm in commercial real estate leasing. Mm-hmm.
4: And I, I work for the Government of Canada. I'm also a gemologist, so during the pandemic, I opened up an online Etsy store where I sold vintage and antique jewelry.
0: Ooh. My side hustle. Yeah. Wow. Nice side hustle. Very good. So what kind of debt was the 624000 420 of
5: it was our primary home,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and uh, 204000 of it was a piece of investment real estate we had.
0: Ah, two pieces of real estate. So uh, you're all the way in Toronto, Canada. How in the world do you find out about this Ramsey stuff, and how do you uh, make the decision uh, touch over three years ago, you're going to go wild and knock all of this out?
4: I've always been the nerd when it comes to the budget. So one day he comes home and he said, have you ever heard of this Dave Ramsey guy? And he said that he's an American from Tennessee, and he really gives it straight to his callers um, in terms of financial advice. So I checked out your YouTube, I checked out the podcast, and then I realized we weren't doing everything that we could to become millionaires. So um, one of the things that you'd always said is um, get onto an everyday or every dollar Budget mm-hmm. um, because that's one of the primary ways of, of becoming on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I approached him and I asked him, "Hey, let's let's do this. Let's do the advice that that Dave Ramsey gives." I had supporting YouTube videos just in case he had any questions, and he was on board right away. So yeah. she was a
5: little nervous that I'd say no. Well, you brought up
0: the idea, though.
5: Yeah. I know, I know. But I, I mean, she asked, and uh, you know, one of the things I want to put out there for all the couples that are always saying you know about you know combining finances uh she was worried about asking me and the minute she asked me i said well sure why not and i think that should be everybody's reflexes if you give it at least three six months you'll see the results yes there'll be budget fights at the beginning but uh, eventually the proof is there and what's the worst case scenario you can go back to the way you were doing things if it was so good
2: oh so I got to know. I want you to break this down for our audience because you're making between two ninety and three ten. You're paying roughly two hundred thousand dollars of debt per year. If I'm reading this right,
5: so how did you do that? We were doing about a hundred thousand dollars a year of paying off debt. What happened towards the end is we sold off the investment property. So okay, I owned gotcha. half of it with my sister and my family's back home in Montreal, which is about three hundred miles away. Mm-hmm. And you know, Dave brings up the concept of. One, if it's too far, and two, the whole concept about owning real estate with family, and we had the conversation. I said, you know what? We haven't had any of the problems that we hear some of your call uh, your callers call in with, you know, owning uh, rental real estate with uh, with family, and it we wouldn't do it again because you know it was so far away. So we said, you know what? I think it's time to sell it. And uh, so that just turbocharged our way to the end. Oh, God, yeah. That's great. They
0: blew it up, for wow. sure. Yeah, very cool. So you, you brought the idea to her. Have you ever heard of this Dave Ramsey guy? Where did you hear about us? So I found you on YouTube. Okay, uh, same thing.
5: And I love the Southern Twang, I have to admit. Yeah. And uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's my greatest attribute. I know. It's it has nothing to do with intelligence, wisdom, anything else. It's just the twang. The twang sells you. Yeah good for you man Um, thank you guys thank you so much I'm so proud of you how's it feel to be a hundred percent free with this huge income
4: it's amazing it's absolutely liberating
0: you know Dave uh, you use
5: the uh, the visual of chains to the debt Mm -hmm. and when you say you know how does it feel I think that is the proper visual to give people during your teachings because you really feel unshackled from it
0: Mm
2: -hmm. words can't describe how good it really feels
0: mm.
2: wow i gotta ask then that was beautiful what does it mean you've heard dave say i'm sure you watched enough live and give like no one else after you live like no one else the baby steps allow you to do that so what does that look like for you what does live what's and your give? next big thing oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well,
5: we've in terms of next big thing, we've been driving nine-year-old cars that have yeah. about 150,000 miles on yeah, it. Yeah, so you need a car. <laughs> I, I, I'm a car guy. Uh, there we I've go. I've been very patient. You have <laughs> been. Yes, yeah. my, my patient needs to persist a little bit longer. What do we get? People want to know. What are you going to get? Oh.
4: Something that's new to us, but not new. Oh, he knows.
5: <laughs> Look at it. When he turns sideways, I, the, you I, know. I, I like the Jaguar F-Type. I know Dave has had I his Jaguar. Car. Car. there you go.
0: That is a great car. The sound of that car is just... <laughs> that <laughs> car, it's a, it's a wonderful car. Yeah. It was, it was designed by the guy who designed the Aston Martin. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, well done. He Good. I like it. it. Do it. Do it. They're a little hard to find, though. I'll tell you ahead of time. Yeah, but they're they're. Man, I've had two or three friends that have had them. They're wonderful. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Way Thank you. to go, you guys. That's good stuff. All right, now when people are listening, I know you had an unusual income, but you had an unusually high result also. So you know, ratio wise, you pounded this thing. What do you tell people the secret to getting out of debt is? Uh, for myself,
5: I would say you really need to be focused and you need to be on the same page with your partner. Mm. Uh, the, the clarity is, is, is
4: key. I think for me it's the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I always used to say that my budget puts the fun into my funds, and I think that's the intentionality that you need. It allowed us to become everyday millionaires. It allowed us to, to really laser in on, on what our focus was.
0: So what's your net worth now? million (laughs) baby steps millionaires debt-free house and everything yeah this is a ding ding well done heroes how long you guys been married 13 years years. and uh the last three years we've been working on getting out of debt
2: it was so 10 years
0: otherwise and now you're done and here we go complete change way to go very cool. And all because of some guy with a southern twang. Yeah. <laughs> on,
2: on the YouTube.
0: On the YouTube, yeah. That's that's, that's 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 where it is for sure. Isn't that crazy? This is where it all happens. But it's so, beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations, wow. you guys. Hey, we've got uh, the Live and Give bundle for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. You already are one. The Total Money Makeover book, you've already done it. And the Financial Peace University, go through it or give it to somebody on all of those things. That's what the book box is for. We want to say thank you for coming down here. So proud of y'all. You're fun to talk to. You're great people. Your numbers are horrendously awesome, absolutely amazing, very, very, very well done. Very good stuff. All right, it's Paulo and Elizabeth, Toronto, Canada. Get this: six hundred and twenty-four thousand in thirty-eight months, making two ninety to three ten, house and everything. Baby steps. One point eight millionaires. Gotta love it. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream.
4: Three
0: two,
5: three, two, one, we're, we're
4: dead free. free. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That is fabulous. Man, way to go, you two. Very well done. Now, you, you might not end up in three years with a one point eight million dollar net worth doing this stuff. It's possible. But you not might not own an investment property and you might not have a $310,000 income. But wherever you are, I'll guarantee you, you can end up there. That's exactly right.
2: It might be a, it might be more than three years. Yeah, and let's not forget, I mean, Elizabeth had a little extra woo-hoo there because she was the queen of the budget. And she just said at the very end of that, if you caught it, she said, it was really hard. Yes, they sold some property, which fast forward to the process, but they also committed to it and driving older cars. And now there's a couple that are very young, by the way, and on on their way to living like no one else, giving like no one else. Don't miss that. I mean, it is doable no matter what your income is, but it's hard no matter what your income is.
0: Let me just say out loud: it's if difficult. you have a one point eight million dollar net worth, you can buy a new <laughs> Jaguar. Yes, type. Kazash as well. He just like it. that. He just, just pointed like at Dave.
2: Dave, I heard you say that. She's that's, saying she's no. saying no. We've but created I, a fight, folks. That's
0: good. No, I, I'm giving. I'm just saying all permission given. Once you're a millionaire, new cars are okay if you got the if you if you got the emotional bandwidth to pull it off. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Andy Andrews, our friend, says, when you know that everything matters, that every move counts as much as any other, you will begin living a life of permanent purpose. That's, uh, he, he does a lot of stuff on, really good stuff on Butterfly Effect. Yes. Comes out of that. Uh, Mikhail is with us. Mikhail in oklahoma i'm sorry in omaha nebraska i apparently can't read hey mikhail what's up a few years ago when we were in the big eight i would have been been out of shape about that but <laughs> <laughs> very nice good job <laughs> uh. my,
6: my question has to do with tweaking um, our budget my wife found out today that she may um Lose her job. Um, this wouldn't happen until November. And as an aeronautical engineer, I'm trying to stress
0: test our budget. Um,
6: so my question has: Why to would be she lose if, her
0: job in November?
6: Well, the company she works for is, I think, in lieu of doing straight layoffs, they're making everyone in human resources reapply for their jobs.
1: That's
4: um, And
6: so, she, yeah, it's odd. She said there's an 80 percent chance that she won't lose her job, but again, I just want to stress test this and make sure that we. Uh, you know, if we do lose her income, um, that we you know can still keep our four walls going.
0: What's she make?
6: She makes one twenty five in straight salary. I make one eighty five in straight salary. I do get a bonus and stock options, which would bring up my pay uh, to around three thirty. But I don't like to count on bonuses and stocks, so I just just use our straight salaries as, as uh, for budgeting.
0: <laughs> so you, you ought to so be able to my- live on your salary, dude. Really.
6: Yeah. So my question has to do with: um, Do I pull back on, you know, five twenty nines for our children, and then
0: oh, right now we
6: have a fully funded. You can't live fund. on
0: one hundred and eighty grand.
6: Oh, we can. Okay, I'm just asking where I should tweak my
0: budget. You should. So we. I mean, you you can do anything you're doing right now on one hundred eighty grand, can't you?
6: Yeah, if we, you know, don't put extra money into savings accounts, yeah, we can. Yeah,
0: there you go. So if in the 20% chance she loses her job, uh, you don't put extra money in savings until she gets a new job. You're killing right. me here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you say? You well, keep I mean, I mean, keep I mean, stacking yeah. money. Keep doing everything you're doing. And you're, already, you're already you're already stacking
0: money. Yeah, like crazy. You're making so dadgum much money. It's ridiculous. Awesome. Way to go. Congratulations. And how quickly does she not? Doesn't she get reemployed really fast?
6: Oh yeah,
0: easily. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to worry about here. So I mean, what are you what are you really going to lose? I mean, you're going to lose uh, one month of income or something like that. And if they do all that, they're probably well, going to yeah, give her a severance. Will. Right? Yeah. Mm.
6: I, I don't know. I, I I think that this is their way of not having to give people severances by making everyone reapply for a job. Mm.
0: I I honestly, with what I'm hearing there, unless there's something that I'm not that I don't know, uh, if I were in her shoes, I'm looking for a job. 100%. Screw these people.
2: Uh, it's wacky.
0: That's a nut If you think yeah. they're trying to figure out a way to not give people severance and they, they're too too uh, uh, wussified to just do a straight layoff because they're broke. Uh, instead they go through this faux thing, this pretend thing like reapply. look if, if, you, if, if you didn't want me, just fire me. You know, it's <laughs> so true. Why do you have to reapply <laughs> so you can yeah. figure out, You oh, well, yeah. we wouldn't hire you again. Well, then fire them. Yeah. I mean, my God. Yeah. yeah. If I look around here and somebody, I wouldn't hire them again. That means their job's in trouble so i mean so, this is bad leadership i'm probably out of there for those reasons yes. anyway bef- long before they get a rent let me i here, i got your reapply right. here, here's,
2: my, here's my resignation that's exactly right <laughs> don't wait for the shoe to drop yeah. mikhail and, and here's that he's a professional warrior. and what i mean by that by nature of what he does well he should be he thank should god be.
0: he keeps airplanes in the air that's yeah.
2: right and so he's not flying an
0: airplane i want him <laughs> to be a professional <laughs> warrior right. so
2: it's okay mikhail those are really good questions but uh, you didn't need us as much as you just need to look at well what would be what would need to be true for us to be in really bad shape and it's just not going to happen. You don't
0: have a scenario where you, you end not. up in bad shape. You guys are fine. so you're stress tested. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you're right. done. You're just not going to stack quite as much money in your absolute worst case scenario. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. you're okay. You're stress tested. You're good. However, you got some uh, advice that you didn't pay for. Yeah, and that is go ahead tell her go and quit. Yeah. Get in the job, yeah, and and just say, you know, I'm going to help you with this reapplication thing,
2: yeah, or Let's, show up with an offer. Unless they're
0: unless they're just wonderful right. people, and this is the only stupid butt thing they've done. But I just about guarantee you that a leadership team that doesn't have the the uh, uh, backbone to lay people off that in, in a situation where they're broke and they can't. And they don't. They don't have. They don't. They don't have the capacity emotionally to do to run their business. That they're probably making many other leadership mistakes yep. that are based on virtue signaling or some other bull Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm out of there, man. I'm. I'm betting you, yeah, I'm out of there. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a wonderful place other than this one stupid thing. But usually, this is one of about ten stupid things that that place is doing. That's I'm exactly out
2: of there. right. I'm with Dave. That doesn't just. That's not a one-off. That's a really wacky philosophy yeah. on how to lead people. It freaks well, people out. It, you're, you're, you specialize in that, you know? You communicate well to our company, you know? And it's like, why would you create all this unnecessary angst for some people? Well, you, got the, whole, the you got the
0: whole place on the chopping block. That's board. right.
2: It's weird.
0: Instead of just going, uh, five of you are gone, right? you know? Uh, the rest of you are okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah it's just good communication. And people appreciate it. They, they appreciate bad news. Yeah more than they appreciate ambivalence that's correct we want to know where we stand and uh that's your leadership lesson for the day boys and girls tell people even if it's bad news because here's the thing if they don't hear bad news from you they hear it in their head and they make up crap and it's worse than the actual reality of the bad news boy not the truth and so that's what's going on with this whole company when we're all going to reapply i don't know what somebody read some really bad book yeah oh my gosh It happens, though. All right, John's with us. John's in Orlando. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, I can't believe I'm on the Dave Ramsey show. This is so awesome. Well, I'm (laughs) honored to have you, but I am a little short on time. Go straight to your question, sir.
6: Yep. All right, so I'm 27, about to be 28. I'm thinking about popping the question to my girlfriend who's 30. Uh, she is going to start nursing school, the accelerated program next month. Um, right now she has about $124,000 worth of student loans after the nursing school program. She's probably going to be sitting in around 150 K mark. Um, I'm kind of just thinking of what's the best way to handle the loans, um, with our other debt and kind of the, the best way to do it once At, you know, after you're I guess, married. Yes.
0: Yeah, after you're married, okay. After you're married, you work there at Snowball, and she'll be out of nursing school. How much longer has she got?
6: Uh, so she starts next month in August, mm-hmm.
0: and it's a fifteen month program. Okay. So you're probably getting married sometime in the mid during that time, I guess, or maybe right after that. And
6: um, I was thinking about popping the question towards the end of this year and then being engaged through all of that because she's not going to really have much time to do anything. Okay. And so she's out. Program. She's out.
0: She passes her bar and she's got a good income when you get married, right? Yeah. And yeah. what? Do you, how much do you make? Uh, I net about one ten, one fifteen. Okay. So you're going to have $200,000 plus income. And we're going to attack this debt when we get married. And let's talk about that before we get engaged. Because if we can be in agreement on how to handle money about kids, about in-laws, and how to handle the crazy people in her family and your family, that's the in-law part, and about religion, those four things cause a high probability of a successful marriage. Be in agreement about those things before you even pop the question. Be talking about them. That's how you know you found a match. Good question, man. Good question. Honored to have you. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.